0: and we're going to largely be an introduction to the book today as we are short on time and I want to give adequate attention to especially this first chapter of James. James is a great name thank you he's a great guy too James is a great book of the, of the Bible, which is many of our favorite books, and it has a lot of wisdom for us. If you're turning to this great book, you'll find this small five-chapter book near the back of your Bibles, after Hebrews, before Peter. And I'll make it even a step easier if you're using a pew Bible, one of those black ESV Bibles in front of you. It is page 950. Or 951, depending on what side of the seam you look to. As we start this new series, we're going to see in the book of James a book about faith and works. And we're going to have some some clarification here that our salvation is through faith alone. But that faith should also be followed by works for the Lord. And everything that we work out in life... Should be through the faith we have, or because of the faith we have, guided by the faith we have as Christ as Lord. Now this book of Proverbs has often been referred Proverbs, this book of James has often been referred to as Proverbs of the New Testament, because of all the wisdom that is to be found in it. So I say this, I wrote this we're going to be finding wisdom for today from letters of yesterday. Wisdom for today, from letters to yesterday. Obviously, metaphorically speaking, of course, we're going to dive in deep to this book of wisdom and see what we can learn, what we can glean. But it's not about what the Word changes for us. The Word never changes. It's there. But it's what did the Word do for the people then, and what is still happening to us today of which it also applies to us for. Now, this book of James was wrote as one of the first books of the Bible, if not the first books, is supposed authorship. To be around AD 44 to 49 by James, the half-brother of Jesus. Now this James, he wasn't a believer of Christ as the Messiah at first. But later on he would become a believer. In fact, he would become such a great believer, such a great follower of Christ as not just a half-brother but as the Messiah. That he would be referred to as one of the pillars of the church. One of the pillars of the church. One of the key leaders, a pastor, an elder, a leader in the Jerusalem church of that day. He knew all about persecution, all about faith, all about works, all about the trials and and testing of our faith. And the great struggle of adversity. So he writes this letter. To encourage the Jewish believers to come together. As we know at this time, the Jewish people were largely dispersed. They were scattered, they're running, they're hiding. Well, he's calling them to bring them together and under this one unity, which is Christ, under this one unity, which is God and his help, his glory, his word. So today, we also look to do the same thing. We also look to come together and unite around this one thing, which is our faith in Christ. But we also look to this word to see how are we to work every day of our life for God, knowing the faith we have. There should be a evidence of our faith to follow. So today, we look to surviving And not just surviving but thriving through the struggles, the troubles, the tribulations, the testing of our faith today and every day with God's glory in mind. Let's read here. First, Let me read this. I wrote down kind of this big idea for today, and it might be next week as well, as we might end up spending two weeks on this chapter one or even this first part of chapter one. The testing of our faith through trials, through adversity, through suffering, through great troubles, it produces in us a goodness, a steadfast spirit of perseverance. And perseverance It is a great, invaluable gift and characteristic of the follower of Christ. For it is through this perseverance that we can walk with God amongst such a sinful, fallen world. Let me read. Please follow along in your Bibles. I also have it on the screen for you if that wasn't enough time for you to bring it up. And the Word of God says this. James chapter 1, starting at verse 2 through 12 in the ESV. Count it all joy, my brothers. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. I believe it was Dr. J. Vernon McGee in his commentary on this scripture that took a moment here, and I love this. He talked about a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways, and uses himself as an example, as we all probably could at times of our life. When you say that you plead with God for help, lead me, guide me, but then you don't actually look to his help. You don't listen to his help. You don't take the walk which is so clearly defined in the word of God and you don't take it seriously and proceed with it. Instead, you look to the world and to follow their way of doing things instead of God's way. That is a double-minded man. You say you want to follow God, but you're not truly following God. You're unstable in all your ways as you're falling from one way to the other and not knowing which way to go. And that does no good. We must truly seek God and follow Him if we want this joy, if we want to find this help, this wisdom. Let's read on. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation. Don't boast in your riches of the world because they will soon fade away. Because, like a flower of the grass, it says he will pass away, for the sun rises with his scorching heat. And withers the grass. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Our passage begins with a powerful and intentionally shocking statement. Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters. Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. Now, it's hard to hear this statement, and and especially when you're in the midst of trials, when you're in the midst of a test of your faith, when you're in the midst of great struggle and suffering and affliction or persecution or adversity. I don't know about you, but I don't naturally think when I'm being bombarded by these things, joyful thoughts. We probably naturally want to more think of this as saying, count it all sadness and and mourn yourself and go hide, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. But in fact, it says count it all joy. And we'll talk about that in a bit, but first I want to talk about this first part of this. You see, it is very clear in the scripture today that we will, we will encounter troubles. Testing of our faith, suffering, adversity, persecution for being Christians, for being followers of Christ. And not all of this is, I I truly believe, not all of this is direct attack of Satan. Now, I do believe that there is a lot of direct attack. There is spiritual warfare where Satan wants to do everything and anything he can to lure us away from God. But I do also think some of this is just a natural state we live in, is living in a fallen, sinful world, too. We had a discussion in a a Bible study this week about this to a degree, and I can't do it really all it's due in this one statement, but I want to say we often give Satan way too much power, way too much credit. We can talk about that another time, but back to the Scripture here. It's worth noting that James doesn't say, if you experience trials but that we will. He says, when you experience trials, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. Second Timothy 3.12, my next slide there says, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Not might, not might be, not if, but will be persecuted. You see, just because you and I aren't maybe being persecuted at this time does not mean that you never will be. Or just because maybe our persecution looks a little different doesn't mean that it's not still persecution. Just because our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world or of yesterday in the early church were persecuted greater than us doesn't mean that we won't be also persecuted. We will have great testing of our faith. There will be trials there will be suffering. There will be struggles. And the question is, what will that look like and how are we going to respond? Another thing to note here before we move forward is the various kinds of trials. Various kinds of trials. Let's talk about the testing of our faith with this. I'm getting off my notes, so let's get back here a little bit. James says we will meet, ki- we will meet various kinds of trials. Trials. And I think that's the first thing we need to do as we talk this morning is recognize that there will be trials. There will be various kinds of trials. And we must not ignore these trials. In order to deal with these trials appropriately and in a God glorifying way, we must not live in denial. I wrote here when not living in denial, but dealing with troubles appropriately with the Holy Spirit's help and God's glory in mind. Our testing and struggles, troubles can bring about perseverance and goodness. Romans 5.3, and I'm sorry to move on fast, but I know we're short on time. You can ask for my notes to be emailed to you if you like. Romans 5.3 talks about this growing in, in our goodness and in God's glory. And, and how, how can we count it as joy when suffering? Well, Romans 5.3 says we rejoice in our suffering... Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So you see, yes, there will be suffering. God's word does not hide this from us, but it does show us that even in the suffering there is goodness to be seen. There is goodness to come. And we must remember that every step of the way. That every step of the way throughout all your suffering. All your struggles. All your testing of your faith. Let me take a moment there. The testing of your faith. There are consequences to sin. And when we're sinning and we're receiving those consequences. That type of suffering. That's our doing. And there's not necessarily goodness to come because of that unless it's given over to God and the goodness is using that as a testimony of how he saves you from it we need to have a separation there but the suffering that comes as a testing of our faith that has goodness to come we see it right here in Romans 5 3 that we can rejoice in our suffering our persecution our affliction our adversity knowing that it produces an endurance. And in this endurance, it produces a character. You know what that character is? It's godliness. likeness, Sanctification every day to be more like Christ in all we do. If we're doing things right, that is our goal. Through suffering, through testing, through trials, it's not to run away from God. It's not to think God doesn't care. But it's to run into the arms of God and see that even these sufferings have a purpose through his sovereign will. And goodness will come to all those who count it joy and seek him out. Let's read on. The original meaning for various kinds could also be translated, one pastor mentioned, as literally meaning many colors. I put up a picture up here of a crayon box. I don't know how old some of you are. I don't know how far this thought goes back, but maybe it will connect with you. I remember the kid having a box of crayons in school, and I remember the kid with the biggest box of crayons. He was like the coolest guy in the second grade. Man, I love my big box of crayons. I, I tried to find the biggest box of crayons I could find a picture of there. That has 200 crayons on it. But my focus was not to get one that had a hundred of each blue of the same shade. But to show this 200 box of crayons has probably, I'm just going to say, 15 different shades of blue. 15 different shades of red. 15 different shades of purple. You see, the box of crayons has a variety of different colors. And our trials, our struggles, our sufferings in our faith... Or against our faith. They too can have a variety of different colors. There are a huge variety of trials. Many different colors. Of which makes a palette. Of adversity and pain. That believers around the world will experience. But here's the great truth in all of this. There's also a great God in heaven. Who is painting every trial. Every color into a magnificent and meaningful picture of purpose. Let me say that again. There is also a God in heaven who is painting every trial, every color into a magnificent, meaningful picture of purpose. So so no matter what testing you're having happen to your face, no matter what trial you're having, no matter what suffering that you're enduring, I just want to tell you, God can use it for good. For the goodness of you and your character, to become more like him, to have a persevere, a perseverance and a steadiness of faith. of which also here's, here's another great thing about this suffering. It also truly shows us who or what do we believe in. For when we're suffering, when we're struggling, who do we run to? The big question isn't, will I experience trials, but rather, when will I experience trials, and how will I respond? Let's talk about perseverance, for we all must persevere. Webster's Dictionary defines perseverance as doing something despite great difficulty or delay in achieving success. I love that second part of that definition, especially doing something despite difficulty or despite a delay in achieving success. We know there is a delay happening in all of our lives right now. We are living amongst a sinful fallen world. But I love that second part, delay in achieving success. For through Christ, we have a hope of which we know we all will succeed in achieving success. Success, life in him forever. James gives us some insight into how to live a successful life here. Let's read on. James 1, 3 to 4 says this. He says, you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, perseverance, and let steadfastness, you can all say perseverance, have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You see, success in Christ means trusting God through the various trials of life and knowing that through all these things, your steadfastness, your perseverance, he will bring you to a point of completion, a a place of perfection of which we lack nothing. But there are times when we'll be struggling. I I read another example of a pastor who had a man come to him and say, well, why do I go go through all these things. Why doesn't God just, just heal my brother? Why doesn't God just heal my son? Why doesn't God just deliver us all from this now? And there's some questions we can't answer. There's some questions we can answer more with a, with a mass blanket, a huge blanket, and say it's all part of the sinful world. But that doesn't always give the hope people need. Sometimes it's better just say, we don't know exactly why you're going through this. But we do know that God's word tells us that we can count it as a joy and see how God will be there with us through it. And he is for us. God's word here tells us that all we need to do is ask and he will give us the wisdom. A wisdom which abounds. We must give him the blessings and see his purpose instead of just the bad. I wrote down an example here. When I was in Ohio last month for the passing of my brother and to work through funeral plans, my wife texted me in the middle of the funeral planning, and she says, I hate to do this to you, but can you please call me ASAP? And I knew something is going on. And as I, as I called her back, she said, my mom and dad's house is on fire. And she's panicking. She doesn't know what's going on. She's 12 hours away, just like I was when I received the news of my brother's passing. And it's in those times you just wish you could be there. But we got done with the funeral planning, and I went up to see her mom and dad. And praise the Lord, many of you know this now, their house did not burn to the ground, but there's three to four months of of restoration to take place before they can move back in. But as we're outside the home, And I take a picture of her mom and dad smiling to send to her to say, everything's okay. I prayed with them, and I encouraged them with these words. Focus not on the oh mys, but instead on the praise gods. I said... Too often, we give Satan too much glory. We give him too much power. And instead of focusing on the praise of the Lord and all the goodness to come through the various suffering and struggles and testing of our faith, we focus on the, oh my, I can't believe this happened. Oh my, I can't believe I'm going to be out of my house this long. Oh my, I can't believe that. Instead of focusing on the praise the Lord, we're alive. Praise the Lord, the dog got out. Praise the Lord, all our family pictures are intact. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You see, success for the believer is the wholeness in Christ of which we have and we retain. And we, we are constantly getting more of. God is in this, this state of sanctifying us and making us more like Christ for each day of our living. Obediently, obediently to his word. But every step of the way, we must remember through all these trials to count it as joy and see the goodness which is coming and give the praise the Lord's to he who is due. Now, I should specify, my mother and father-in-law, I was given this encouragement not to combat them because they weren't doing it, but just as a reminder, because we should praise the Lord together. Amen? Amen. Especially in those times of great need, those times of great suffering, we must come together and remind each other what God is doing. Remind each other that you are never alone. Remind each other. I wrote Jitta illustration or Jitta reminder here. You know how pearls are formed in oysters? It's through suffering, it's through a struggle, it's through pain, it's through that speck of dirt getting in there, and over time it turns into this beautiful pearl. You know how diamonds are formed? It's through great pressure. God is working through all of us, through great testing of our faith, through great suffering, through great persecutions. And through these things, he will bring about a goodness of which will be to his glory. And for us, when we're steadfast and persevere, we can look forward to reward of life. Let's continue on. Romans 3, 5, listening again to this. It says, not only that... But we rejoice in our suffering knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Through all this suffering, what's another way to count it all? Joy. By remembering the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. By remembering that God does not allow us to go through these things just for trouble's sake. God does not allow us to go through these things just to be put to shame, but instead to be built upon and to grow. And it's through these great suffering, through, through these great testing, through these great struggles that our capacity to hope increases. We don't run from God. We run to God through these things. And we see even more the hope that we have over these things. When we see how God is over it all. Let's look to God's promise. Our third and final major point of discussion here. And we only have a couple pages left in my notes. So we'll work through it rather fast. We must remember the promises of God. If we ever expect to make it through these sufferings of this world... And if we expect to do it to his glory and count it all as joy, we must continue to look to God's promises. Starting with this, there is goodness to come. There is goodness to come. Praise the Lord. And as we grow in our faith and learn to follow Christ, we must also learn to keep our eyes on him, no matter how difficult or seemingly impossible it may seem. The Apostle Paul speaks of this throughout his letters. One spot in particular, Philippians 3, 12 to 14, says this. Not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. How do we count it all joy? By not focusing on what's behind, but focusing on what's ahead. And focusing on who's with us through it all. God never leaves us alone. We have the Holy Spirit within us. And we have God's wisdom. And we have patience being built up upon us, in us. And we have hope. Paul's motivation through all of this is Christ. And our motivation should also be to looking to Christ the hope we have through him. Through various trials, suffering, persecution, Paul presses on for Christ, in Christ, with Christ. It's all about Christ. Don't make it all about you. Stay humble and make it about God. How about one more reference here? Hebrews 12, 1 to 2 says, Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. God's word doesn't keep it a secret from us of how to live a life with joy despite the sinfulness and the persecution of our faith all around us. And if you think you're not being persecuted, then I ask you to, one, question your salvation. Question your walk. And three, open your eyes and look at the world and how it's responding to things like we talked about this morning, the right to life. All these things, whether you think it's an attack on your personal faith or not, it is an attack on the faith. It is an attack on the word of God and what God values and what God sees as true and right. And we should be offended. Let's move forward. What are we to do? According to the scripture, we throw off any weight or burden holding you back and we pursue Christ. How do we pursue Christ? We pursue Christ-like living. Not because we know that's what saves us. We already know we're saved through faith alone and confessing with our mouths Jesus is Lord and Savior, repenting of our sins. But we continue to live now in a way which glorifies him in a Christ-like way. And we pray, Lord, help us. As we throw off the sin so clinging to our life, we pray, Lord, help us not to run back to that, but instead to run to you in all we do. Run the race that is set before you and know that anything that comes in your way when you're seeking God's glory and living in a Christ-like way, those things have a purpose and God will see you through to his goodness. And when you need help, of which you will, I encourage you to look at the book of James and look to this first chapter. There's three instructions here. Number one, I'll work through these fast. It says this, James 1.5, do we need wisdom? Just ask. That's the first thing. What do you do when you need help? Ask for wisdom. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously, some translations say abundantly, to all and without reproach it will be given to him. Secondly, I said there's three things I want to give you, three instructions here from James when you need help to get through these suffering times. Secondly, Christians, don't let doubt creep in. Don't let fear creep in. Look to the Lord. Doubt and faith cannot coexist. We must trust in God. James 1, 6 8, which says, let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Allow God to be the one who you trust in, for he will not fail you. And then third, finally, brothers, sisters in Christ, friends, stay humble. Be careful not to think too little or too much of yourself. As James 1, 9 to 11 says, let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation because like a flower of the grass he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. I'll let these scriptures speak for itself as we work to conclude. I said earlier, and it's worth repeating, suffering calls us to go higher, to be greater, and to trust deeper i may have actually skipped over that previously as i was trying to go fast but i'll say it again here suffering calls us to go higher to be greater and to trust deeper but i do want to say as we attempt to be greater it involves us going lower to our knees humbling ourselves to trust deeper in the lord and less of ourselves You see, suffering can expand our faith when we seek God and not our own self. You're never alone. God has a purpose in all things. And all things will accomplish his ultimate will in his kingdom. Seek him out. The pains of this world can either separate us from us or drive us to him. Don't be the ones that run from him. Run to him. And guys, as you go through this suffering, I encourage you once again, count all the various trials as joy, and say, "Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, for his goodness is coming. Praise the Lord, for James 1:12 says, "Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life." What a thought we all will receive the crown of life who trust in Christ as Lord. Follow him. Stay steadfast. And the word of God is obvious here. It doesn't mince words. Blessed is the man. Blessed. Final applications this week. I want to encourage you of this. Think about ways of which you've struggled, ways of which your face has been tested. Think about how you responded. Think about how you should have responded And find someone else to help. Share your testimony. Share how you did or didn't or what you should have done. Share what God has done since. Find someone to help. The other thing I want to encourage you with is this. Maybe you're in the midst of great suffering today. Please know that God is there. God is there. And he is wanting to give you all the wisdom that you need. Just ask. Seek him. See that everything you're going through is for a purpose. It's not just trouble for trouble's sake. And goodness will come. And you too can receive the crown of life. Seek Christ. But also remember, you're not alone. We have brothers and sisters in Christ to help us through too. But don't depend on ourselves. Trust in God. His goodness will come. Let's pray and close with one final song. We're ending service about 15 minutes late. So thank you for your patience as we had a lot going on today. And I do encourage you to still come with son- to Sunday school. That may also be 15 minutes late. Um, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for knowing that your goodness will come to those who trust in you and follow you as Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for knowing that all those who confess Jesus as Lord and turn away from sin may live forever with you in heaven. Lord, we struggle today because we're not there with you now. But we look forward to the day where you call us all home. And until that day, may we live with praises on our lips and in our minds wherever we go. Amen. Let's sing the goodness of God together. My life, you haven't faithful. Been been Don't my, my life, you haven't been been so, so. so, so. close like no other i've known you as a father i've known you as a friend and i With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness. It's running after me With my life laid down I surrender now I give you everything Your goodness is running after It's running after me And all my life you have been faith. All my life thought to end with today sing of the goodness of god remember speak of the praise the lord's the praise god's not just the oh mys sing of his goodness everywhere you go think of one way today around the lunch table or maybe even a cashier at the shattuck's hardware store just saying one way sing of one goodness of god of how he continues to help you through it all praise the lord thank you for joining us in worship today